This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <laughs> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. Sorry, when you said rough as arseholes, were you referring to the area or, or your sister-in-law? Oh, good Fine. lord. Fine. Oh, good, oh, good lord. No, uh, no, no. Just stop clarifying. this immediately. Just stop this. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the sixth minute of injury time. Injury time. Injury time. Knockout takes. Almunia saves. Knockout follows in. Almunia saves again. And now Wobbler on the counter-attack. Forestieri. Oh, I don't believe this. Here's Hawk. Dini. I do not believe what I've just seen. Trondinius You're listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. Joining us this time round for the opposition view is Luke from the Swanscast podcast. Hello, Luke. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. Thank you very, very much for joining us. We had a chat last time when uh, before we played. I can't remember how that game went. Uh, I'm sure we may have to cover it. You came to our place in from one down. You got a two-one win. We're going to talk about Matt Grimes in a bit, but let's first of all let's start off with how your season has been up to the Watford game and then I think you went on a bit of a run after the Watford game and then also kind of after the restart break it into those kind of sections for us so before the Watford game it was a bit up and down uh, we had a bit of a bad start actually this year it wasn't looking too good at some points people weren't too happy with Russell Martin he did manage to turn it around though and the Watford game came within that period where we went into some good form obviously coming from behind to win away at Watford's always going to do some some good to your team mm-hmm. so I think we went through a phase of having seven wins in nine matches ending with a win against our big rivals Cardiff and ever since that game kind of dropped off again not to the same extent as early season but I think we're on something like seven draws in nine games now so we just can't seem to win a game picking up the points with with the draws but a little bit frustrated now we can't convert any of them into wins at the moment so that's kind of where we are at the moment looking to try and get back to winning ways but again I guess at the same time it's good to not lose I think your your season's been summed up in your last game, hasn't it, against Coventry? Yeah, but, yeah. that's interesting. Amazing game. I had to watch the highlights because I thought, how have they thrown that away? <laughs> and we've done that before under Russell Martin as well. Last season against Luton, coming back 3-0 down. Oh, dear. Not, let's, not against let's them. Stop, let's stop yeah. there then. Well done for coming back. Well done. Well done. <laughs> yeah, we drew 3-0. Well 3-0, so well it was done. a good comeback, yeah. So you yeah. were 3-0 down against Coventry last Saturday, came back to 3-all. When you snatched victory from the jaws of Luton, we're not focusing exclusively on this, but just an awful <laughs> lot. Were you 3-0 down and then they threw it away? Or was, it was 3-0 down. 
We got a draw, oh, not a victory, but we were 3-0 down and we came back and got the draw last oh, year. Oh, well yeah. done, Swansea well City, done. everybody. Well, well done, Swansea. Heroic. Very good. Heroic. You also mentioned that you beat your rivals there, uh, yeah. Cardiff City. We beat our rivals 4-0. That would be Luton Town. How many did you beat your rivals by? This time it was two yeah. nil, but <laughs> this they, we, time, <laughs> but we've won the last three and we've scored nine unanswered oh, goals. So. Oh, lovely stuff! There you go. Enough, oh, enough of this, enough of this gloating and wallowing together. <laughs> we like this. This is very good. You, you had those moments where it kind of difficult up and down moments, but you're now intense. You've yeah. had that. You've had that kind of morale boost. How, how have you found it since coming back from this little break? Because I compared it the other day when we were chatting to the Millwall guys who we play on Boxing Day. We we're recording this beforehand, and they went. Yeah, it's kind of it's a bit hard to get going. Have you found it proper football being back? None of this Qatar nonsense. Yeah, I think it's been a bit weird, Nick. People are still in World Cup mode for the last couple of games, especially the last weekend with the final and everything happening on the same weekend. Um, it's just weird having a break. So coming back after only a couple of weeks, but we're only halfway through the season, just can't get used to that sort of uh, change in, in the way it's gone. And I mean, we went 3-0 down against Coventry away. So it says it all really about where the team is. You think, oh, they've had a couple of weeks off, come back fit and firing and fresh. Mm-hmm. But but actually, no, you know, the same sloppy mistakes, if, if anything, like worse, because to go 3-0 down, like when you're kind of pushing playoffs, like that's not where you want to be. Got to credit again, then the mentality to come back. But I can't put my finger where we are. We had the game against Norwich before the Coventry one, which was the first game back. And we conceded a goal right at the start against sloppy defending, our own mistakes, just like not ready for competitive football, it seems. But by all accounts, after the, they went 1-0 up, we kind of like turned it on, just couldn't score. And the rest of the match kind of all over them, but couldn't get anything from it. But then they only needed a defence. So yeah, a bit of a weird one. I'm not really sure it's helped us for the season a couple of questions about a couple of players one I mentioned there at the start for for me Matt Grimes at Watford was was fantastic he did a blinding job in front of the back four controlled the play nobody got on top of him we didn't we didn't read it and and you you justifiably got the win on on our Twitter spaces after the game we were we were obviously spitting our chips everywhere (laughs) but it was like fair play sorry that was the game with the 17 minutes extra time wasn't it it was. Yeah. 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 Lights went off for something, didn't they? Oh, no, what? no. It was to do with the referee not being the referee to the assistant. The referee's com. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry to cut over you there, Peter, but I just... No, no, the, no. The, the reason right. that we were spitting on that uh, on that Twitter space, if I remember rightly, was because just the piss-taking amount of... I sat in three different places during that match. I sat in three different stands. <laughs> I sat... Is that what you do? Is that what you do when the game's overrun? No, go, no, no, no. I can't, no, I can't I, sit here anymore. I'm st- going to move. I started the match next to Greg and Carl at the, in, the, in the upper GT. Oh, yeah, we were, weren't we? My seat in the lower GT, and I finished it next to you, Peter, if you remember rightly. It was kind (laughs) of a, oh, the game's over. Oh, no, it's not. There's still some extra time. So I then came and sat with you for the last 15 minutes or whatever it was. It was just horrendous. (laughs) Awful football. Sorry to cut over there. It's just No, 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 no. It it was because, of course, this was before the World Cup. We weren't used to seeing... The, the last no. goal scored on 90th plus 15. Something minutes, yeah. Yeah. It still seemed odd at the time. Now it's just, oh, just another one of those games that went over into the following day for no reason. <laughs> yes. But never mind. Anyway, there were three Swansea players there who that night, you know, kind of, I think I think we, we were either looking for something and we didn't see it in the case of Piro. I don't think he had, he didn't get on the score sheet. Let's say that. He did a good hard, you know, kind of working. But it'd be interesting to hear how his season's gone. Manning at, at left back, I thought was very, very good. But yeah. Matty Grimes, how have those three see those guys' seasons gone at the, at the Swans. 
So Joe Perot, first of all, has probably been the disappointing one of the three. I think he's on five goals or six goals this season now, which considering he scored over 20 last year is kind of disappointing. We were you know, hoping he'd pick up where he left off, keep firing, keep the goals ticking. And one of our biggest problems this season has been getting goals from the strikers. We've been scoring goals from around the team. But I think if the strikers were chipping in as well as they did last year, you know, that could be a different season for us. And he hasn't really performed. So he did get a goal against Coventry in the last game. So maybe a season can can be on a turning point. But he's, he's had a rough rough time. He's not looked the same player as he did last year. I don't know what, what's changed or what's different there or whether his head got turned in the summer by some rumours like Premier League speculation that never materialised. Yeah, it's not, not quite the same as last year, unfortunately, but I'm hoping that he can regain that form. Is he uh, getting the same number of chances and he's missing them or is he not moving into the same areas or is the team not providing them? Yeah, he's missed. He has missed some chances that you'd expect him to have scored based on what he did last year. Not like loads, but there's definitely been quite a few that you're like, oh my god, I thought he'd get that in. Like you know, so he'd bury that because his finishing last year was like extraordinary, like with his left foot outside the box. You know, very clinical, very good at placing the ball where he wants to put it. Um, some really good finishes last year, and some of them have just been quite disappointing this year. Lackluster, perhaps is the word. And him and Oberfemi together last year worked really well. This season, I'd rather not play them in the. Same team it wow. just has not worked it has not clicked and when they're both there like we just struggle to score not quite sure the reasons I think maybe Premier League interest because we did try and discuss new contract with him at the end of last season and the agent comes out you know like oh yeah he's not interested at this time because of uh, you know the performance he did last year and Leeds were after him or some other clubs so naturally doesn't want to discuss a new deal and all of a sudden his form's dropped off so maybe that will change that we'll see yeah the other two Ryan mm-hmm. Manning especially has been outstanding this season he's been one of our players over the season you'll probably be in contention for that by the end I think if it keeps going away he's gone he's just a massive threat on the left he's don't know what the word is but he's like a dog chasing a bone a little bit <laughs> always that'll do I know, yellow, yellow cards at the right time being that really annoying player I guess for the opposition that just sticks his foot in or winds them up what's the word um, I don't know if Agri- you'd be swearing on you, but no, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, one, yeah. Of, one, of, one of those players that you absolutely hate when he's on the opposition yeah. side and yeah. you idolise when he's on yours. Yeah, yeah Rob, exactly, Robbie exactly. Savage. Robbie Savage is what yeah, you're yeah, 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 yeah. So he's yeah. been doing that sort of role very well. And last season he was doing it, but kind of getting a bit wrong sometimes and then it wasn't working in our favour. But he seems to be like firing on all cylinders this year. Got, got a good balance of where it's appropriate and where it's not so appropriate. And he's just been playing his socks off week in, week out. Uh, I think he's like first name on a team. Um, and Matt Grimes Matt Grimes I have to say he is coveted at Watford we we like him an awful lot ever present and criminally underrated by some quarters of Swans fans but I think that's just because he does it week in week out and you're so used to seeing him on the pitch the way he plays I think you only notice how much he actually does when he's not there and there was a game recently where he had I think a suspension because of the yellow cards or whatever and everybody noticed that he was not there so first time we've seen on Twitter how everyone was like oh my god we actually miss Grimes when he's not there mm-hmm. I've defended him so many times people saying he just passes sideways backwards he's a top assister this season you know he does pass a lot of sideways and backwards passes because that's our game we try to spread the ball around we try to move the opposition pull him out of position we don't want him sitting deep we want to spread the player on the back and then he'll find the gap and play the ball through and he'll keep the ball he'll keep us ticking over and that's what he does yeah. so well he just moves the ball around all the time he's always an option he's always available and he's very accurate as well so um, I, I, I think he's our best player in the team and I've said that for years the day that he goes 
goes. I just don't know how we'll replace him, but obviously that day haven't come yet, but there's it's always rumours every summer. As you say, every, everybody has one of those players who people don't necessarily all appreciate, but yeah. you suddenly see a great big grime-shaped hole yeah. once, he, once they go because of the because of the job that they do. Now, that's very good. Who else? I mean, those, those three are the kind of the headline ones that you know we thought should be and and impressed at Watford. Who else has kind of come up the come off the, you know, come onto the radar, so to speak, this season? Uh, onto the radar is probably a good term for one player in particular, Ollie Cooper, who is kind of his breakthrough season at Swansea. He's come from the academy. He played last year uh, on loan at Newport County. Had a very mm-hmm. good season there. Attacking midfielder, sort of player, could play either wide or in the middle. Can play centrally as well in the middle, like where Grimes would play, for example. But usually in a more attacking role. But he's raw talent just coming through and he just wants to play and do his thing, if you like. A little, not so scared to take players on. It's what we needed, especially the start of the season. I mentioned that we had a really bad start. We didn't really get off to a good start at all. And when he did make a couple of changes, one of them was bringing in Ollie Cooper, who hadn't really had a look in, but he put him into the team. And ever since then, he has been in the first team. He started several matches in a row. Been on the bench the last two, but he did travel with Wales to the World Cup. He wasn't in the squad, but he was there as a reserve. Narrowly missed out. We were gutted. We thought he deserved to go ahead of some other players like for example, Johnny Williams is playing in League Two, but yeah, that's another that's a conversation. Weird one. Yeah, I don't know how he gets in. I... Yeah, yeah, I think it's just one of them legacy. Uh, oh, he's done a job for us over the years. We haven't been for the World Cup for all this time. We have got to take him. Whatever, that's another conversation. We got annoyed about that, but um, yeah, Ollie <laughs> Cooper has been outstanding since he's come into the team. He's another one that's putting his hand up for Player of the Season, and it's always like amazing to see someone come through the academy and have such a big impact. Usually, they come in a bit and then they drop out for a bit because they're kind of working their way into first team. But I think he's kind. I say I would say he's undroppable. I would start him every game. But um, I think Martin's managing him a little bit. But yeah, if he does start, he's definitely one to watch out for. You, you mentioned some of the fans kind of are a bit grumbly about Matty Grimes coming through the academy because we don't have many people step up through the academy, and we're kind of yeah. looking forward to it. How do the Swans fans see when when one of their own kind of step through? Is it is it well supported, or is it grumbling that there's there's not an investment in the in the transfer window for a senior player to come in for that position? No, they love they like seeing the players come through. I think in general the the fans we've had quite a few though over the years and you've got Connor Roberts you've got Dan James Joe Rodon Ollie McBurney it's kind of what we're used to now because we know we don't get the investment spend the big money since we got relegated when we got relegated there was a heavy reliance on the academy players and and every year you kind of we kind of need someone or one or two to step up from there there is another one potentially in the pipeline in the next year or two called Cameron Congreve who has played some first team games he's another one to keep an eye on but it is something that they like we like seeing and I think a lot of people get more attached to these players and it's always more difficult then when they leave but quite often our academy players have been very successful and do end up moving on so um, it's also kind of expected at this this point Hi, this is Kenny Jacket and you're listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile With the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer which is apparently a thing Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
well, one of those few people that we could both sing, he's one of our own, for he was Welsh born, but he came through the Watford Academy, was your now national manager, Rob Page. You mentioned, obviously, the World Cup, obviously going out in the first round, etc. But what's the view from the people, you know, one from obviously the World Cup, obviously disappointing not to have gone further, but it was a massive achievement to have got there. The last time was what, Sweden 58? So what's the feeling towards Rob? Because obviously he had a tremendous Euros, great to get qualified, but obviously a disappointing World Cup, you know, relatively yeah. speaking. How are people feeling about uh, about Rob Page there? I think it's quite mixed. I think you're right in what you're saying. We kind of like got to appreciate us getting there and how much of an achievement that is over 60 years since the last time. So it's the first one in my lifetime um, and it's something I didn't necessarily expect to see. So to get there, amazing. I don't think we gave a good account for ourselves at all at the tournament. I don't think they, they played anywhere near the level that they can. I'm not going to sit here and say we've got a team that I think should have done much more. I think we could have given a good go again over the group. We don't have the depth. I think we mentioned like Johnny Williams earlier. That's on our bench, you know, League, league Two players. You're going to struggle a little bit with that. But there are some big names in the team that we still rely on. But they're the same guys we relied on in perhaps 2016 for the Euros. Yeah. You know, your Aaron Ramsey, your Gareth Bale. And they're just not fit. They're just not fit players anymore. And they don't play that much for their club teams. And we wanted them to play three matches in a week. And I think you could see by the England game that they just did not have the legs. Yeah, And I think part of the problem, and you can't really blame Paige, you know, he's he's got kind of thrown in after all the stuff with gigs and done well to kind of get us there and keep the squad going. And, you know, it is an aging squad with some youth you've got to try to bring through. It's a challenge. But I think we also are suckered into this, I don't know how to describe it, like the older players that have done the job for us, got us to a couple of tournaments in a row, kind of want to reward them by starting them in the World Cup, giving them that experience, that opportunity. But then when it's not going so well, you know, maybe Gareth Bale should be subbed off and he should put some of the fresh younger legs on who might do something you know you never know what they could mm. do or take a player like Ollie Cooper instead of Johnny Williams who's seen out his career at Swindon in League 2 or Chris Gunter who's sitting on the bench you know the right back against England, uh, against England gets injured and you put Ethan Ampadu there as right back instead of Chris Gunter who's on the bench why is he not getting on the pitch like why is he there then some of the decisions I'm just not sure I'm on board with but um, you are right in what you're saying we've got to appreciate how much of a an achievement it was for Wales to actually get there as well. So it's kind of like a bit of both. Oh, it's, it's always a difficult one to mix because you're there and you want you, you figure your senior yeah. pros are going to stand up, but also you've you've also got that thought in the back of your head that if we've got the young younger players here and they've played in the World Cup, that experience, that knowledge, that confidence that it gives them, and what it does for the next generation coming through to say, well, that's that's where we want to be. Should yeah. be massive. It should puts, be massive. It, it puts the pressure on them as well now, doesn't it? Because in terms of trying to qualify for the next one, they've got to blood those young players. Definitely. Uh, and, in, and in the qualification side of it. it you know, it's even in England's case, really, it's a flip of a coin whether you whether you qualify or not because Wales are because of where you're seeded in the in the rankings. You, the chances are you're going to have some big boys in and around you in your group. So yeah, it's tricky. Yeah, it's a tricky one. Tricky one. One thing manage. I will say is though, Gareth Bale scored her only goal at the World Cup, and I, as much as he was really poor in the tournament, I do consider him to be one of the best ever Welsh oh, player, in my opinion. Legend. And I'm legend. just, I'm happy, yeah. even though he has such a poor World Cup, I'm just happy that he got a World Cup goal because now that will go on his record and yeah. he'll always have that, you know, even though he didn't perform. That's important, I think. I, I feel as the uh, as the certified old person on this call, I should grumble and say the word John Charles, just in opposition. That's all. I'm just saying. Yeah, it's probably one of them where it's like <laughs> what you've grown up watching, I guess. And and for me, in the, the, the history of Welsh football in my time, like 60 years since the World Cup, even the Euros when we qualified for that was massive and it's all been done kind of from Bale and what he's done for us. So that's, that's where I come from with that. That's 
that's fair enough. That's all fair enough. Even I'm not old enough to remember John Charles, which is really saying something. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, now I am known for disparaging of FIFA, mainly because I think they're total wankers. But that aside, what is the point of the FIFA rankings? What is the point of putting, uh, you know, Wales in with France, Germany, as you say, two big hitters in every single group? Where where is the democracy in that? That that must make you livid because it does me, but that's just FIFA. I think it's just you always got a ranking system on you and for them I think they want the spectacle on the TV they know that sort of system's always going to give them the biggest names in the tournaments and pull the numbers in the sponsorships the money yeah. and I think it all they, boils they back want, to that doesn't it I'm right in saying they want a 32 team Euros don't they it's oh yeah soon. they want to expand the World Cup to something ridiculous yeah, as well, something ridic- so maybe which, we will which, be there next time yeah which is fine look this World Cup will completely outdo most because you t- you look at like terms of Saudi Arabia teams like that you know beating Argentina nobody would have said Argentina are going to be the World Cup winners after that after that game no. so it just goes to show you you know there's a lot there's a lot of good players out there um, and if you get the right mix on that international level anything can happen so I, I, I think what Peter said the, the rankings is bullshit absolutely yeah. woeful and I can't stand that what's the bloody friendly thing but we got we I mean England oh, have been well, relegated Nations League. yeah the England Nations. have been relegated so what does that mean does it <laughs> you know I, I, hate I, the, I hate the Nations League and then friendlies and the international yeah. do you know what, do you know what they need and, and I mean this like like the rugby the Six Nations get that back get the home, home nations, nations thing yeah. back make it competitive make it you know it's stupid yeah. no I agree I agree completely at least you'd have the rivalry aspect of that so you'd look forward to it then. <clears throat> you'd look forward to it yeah even yeah. if you did it every, you know, to, to work in and around World Cup and Euros, that gap, a little bit like the Six Nations does now, it, it, it would work. And, you know, can you imagine, I don't know, 30,000 English heading over to Cardiff? Because you, you've you been playing at yeah. Cardiff's ground, but for those, that would go back to the millennium, surely. Yeah, definitely. And I think games like that. we might actually have a chance. It would be one of them where every year you're like, can you actually beat them this year? Yeah, yeah. And then the one time, if we managed to pull it off, you know, that would be amazing. So Exactly. Yeah, but that, that's, that's the thing. Same with us with Scotland. Ireland, you know, Northern Ireland, you could even, I mean, stuff, I don't want the French involved stuff then. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was, just, it was just the thought that that was what it was. Interestingly, though, it would also give you a chance to take it around the country because I remember, yeah. I do remember from the late seventies and early eighties when the home nations was played. For example, I remember England playing uh, Wales at Wrexham, but and you had you had the manager Mike England at the time, which just completely confused everybody in the media, obviously, <laughs> and, and and beating us two 0 because they didn't want to go to a, 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 a Wrexham at the time. It was like you know, even though obviously you know, kind of even even Wembley was a shithole back then. But, you know, it's, uh, ah, there we go, international football. Let's not worry about that. Let's move on to where the rubber hits the road, the Prediction League. The EFL have drawn level. Carlos in joint second place. Joint second place out of three. That's not good, that's is not it, really? Good, is it? That's, yeah, that's not good. Otherwise known as joint bottom, but we, we're looking at the positive. Both of you are on 10 points. But as always, we go to our guest first. So, Luke from the Swans cast, what do you think the result is going to be? 30th of December, the game is played. So, a nice long trip for everybody who wants to go to an evening game in Swansea what for fans brilliant what do you think the result's going to be at uh, at the Liberty Stadium I think it's going to be a tricky one you guys are on quite decent form and we're not so um, I feel like it's going to be a reverse of the other fixture I think you guys are going to pull this one off and maybe I'll say 2-0 to you actually I think it's going to be tricky Ooh, we got, we, now what I go in ballsy but um, <laughs> I, I have to say 
Huddersfield last week got a point because they predicted a Watford win. But in mm. fairness, I know what I'm doing. It, it, yeah, he was <laughs> Huddersfield, so you can't blame him for doing that. There we go. Right. So two two nil to Watford. We predicted. I there. just this think is... we're going to struggle to score, and um, you guys are looking good at the moment. So very good. We can't very get a win. Good. We can't get a win. So I uh, just not the game you kind of want really when you're trying to look for a win. Never mind. Never mind. Carlos, we come to you as Justin is still still at the top of this league despite despite just going oh, one or whatever all most of the time. <laughs> Carlos, what do you think the result's going to be? Swansea. Yeah, Friday night. of December. Friday night in Swansea. The Mumbles is a lovely part of the world, but apart from that, I don't fancy that and I'm definitely not going because that's going to be horrible to get back from. So I'm going to say, I'm going to go Swansea nil, Watford 1. A 1-0 Watford win. Now, those people who've been following this, what are you doing, really? There must be something better you can do than listen to this. But that means, Justin, mm. one all. One all is available. You is. have had a penchant for one all. I have. However. Are you are you going to go with it? However. However. got his pencil out. He's working well, out his algebra. It's more of a bookie's pencil, really. I'm thinking that we're not conceding at the moment, are we? We're, we're clean sheeting quite a lot of it uh, at the moment. So let's assume that we're going to take that form in. Now, obviously, we're, we're recording this a good 10 days before the match. Normally, we do it maybe a couple of days before. So a lot can happen mm. in 10 days, can't it? But I'm going to go on the assumption that we're going to go out with the same sort of team that beat Huddersfield in terms of players. So with that in mind, I can't go for 2-0 or 1-0, can I, though? Because they've been taken. They have been taken. Uh, what are you like conceding at the moment, Luke? Are you conceding a lot of goals? Or I mean, we conceded three against Coventry. Three against Coventry, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. It, dep- it depends on which way you're talking. We were away, and we only conceded one against Norwich at home. So Yeah. Right, okay. But you're playing us now, so yeah. We're not exactly uh, firing. It depends- it's, like, it's just we make mistakes all the time. Our own mistakes. We give you the ball like in a penalty area or something, so it depends if you can finish it. Yeah. We'll give you uh, well, three of them, three chances. Oh, really? You're going to give us three of those? Okay. Probably. I'll go three. Maybe four. I'll, I'll they might be still full of turkey. <laughs> yes. I'll go three nil then. Oh, oh my God. I was going to say he's head of optimism, oh. but boy, oh boy, three nil Watford win. Yeah. Because if they're going to give us chances like that in the box, there's a good chance that someone, look, I'm even going to say a spreer might get one of them. I'm going to stick so, my neck out. He's going to get yeah, his I'm first just having goal. a look at their result. They don't actually concede a lot at home. Well, you could have told me that, Luke. Cheers. I, I did say we only conceded one to Norwich <laughs> at home. <laughs> I must, I can't have heard that. Oh, you conceded, you conceded two against Wigan. Yeah, they, that was two in the like, first 10 or 15 minutes they or Ridiculous. Shocking. Nil nil. And uh, we managed to come back then as well. So we are good at comebacks. We've actually scored nine goals in the 75th plus minute, which is top of the you beat Cardiff. Oh, have you? oh, how did you do against Burnley? That's always a good uh, little. Not very well. Oh, 4 0. That was that Burnley, though. Yeah, I'll stick with 3 0. Yeah, go with that. <laughs> Damn it. So, is there a prize for this, by the way, Peter? Or is it just. The, is it there, just. The... There will be something certainly worthwhile hopefully, having. You've hopefully, got, you've the got EFL win, it, yeah. win. How's he going to split that between the EFL, though? Yeah, yeah, good luck with that one. It's going to be interesting. forward. <laughs> yeah. My 2 0 rolls in. Oh, or can I you get a cut if you have the correct result? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and of course, it is for the honour and the prestige <laughs> of taking part in this complete nonsense. nonsense. Brilliant. Oh, speaking good. speaking of nonsense, I just want to ask you something, Luke. I know yeah. um, obviously your derby is Cardiff City. I get that. But Bristol City. Yeah. How do you do you like that one? Because I was in Bristol recently and the Swans uh, I was talking to a Bristonian and he wasn't very pleasant about Swansea fans, saying that when yeah. they come over, they cause absolute bedroom. Usually ends up fighting fights. Cardiff and 
Bristol out of a thing as well. Yeah, yeah. I think it's the whole it's like the, it, it's Bristol the first team, first after team the bridge. In, after the yeah. bridge, yeah. That's yeah, what he so said. It's like I feel like it's a bit of something there. And I feel oh, like it's a bit of history. Uh, hello, is that Newport County? Yes. Oh, you've been insulted. Oh, right, yeah. yeah but they're before the bridge. County, they're before the bridge, geography they're before teacher. The bridge. <laughs> they're still in Wales. Talking, yeah, but I was talking from the point of Bristol. No, yeah, don't I'm give sure me that if they shit. were in the championship, they'd have a rivalry with them as well. But, Luke you know. explained after the bridge, and you've come in and gone, oh, I know, I'll mug someone off. But <laughs> nah, didn't Newport. actually listen to it. Yeah. Newport's a tidy with us. We send all our lone players there. But they don't like Cardiff, and they probably don't like Bristol either. They just Nobody don't likes Cardiff, though, to be fair do they let's no. be honest but I don't yeah. mind it it's a good night out Bristol is like I don't know the Welsh teams and Bristol is just a thing um, I think there's history there with like back in the day stuff you know Welsh, yeah. Welsh people in Bristol because you've got them in the well. FA Cup which is going to be brilliant <laughs> yeah I, I want to go to that game actually so yeah, cause maybe you're, I'll you're, come back with a black eye yeah you'll take um, you'll probably take three or four thousand to that won't you depending on if they give us that much I don't think they yeah. will because it's um, they made it early they made it 12 o'clock on the Sunday because they, they don't want people drinking eight for jam isn't it? I'm, so, I'm sure like this just police everywhere usually so yeah be carnage Ooh. well there you are so I take it you're going Luke are you on the 30th gonna oh, to the Wofford yeah. um, if it's evening I might have a chance I need to check my work shift but if I'm off I will be trying to go yeah Superb, superb. I'll be trying to watch it from the comfort of my own home somehow. Yeah, I'm not doing a Friday night in Swansea. My um, my, my sister-in-law is, well, she was born in England, but she lives in Swansea. But she has got a Welsh accent now. But she lives on top of this hill that kind of overlooks the bay. And it's the coldest place on earth, even in the height of summer. I think I know where that is. There's, there's two, it could be, there's two, two options. Yeah. I'm not going to say it out loud here, but it's a decent view. Yeah, it's a lovely view. You might yeah. say it's like rough as arseholes, I don't know. but <laughs> uh, One of them, one of the two options. Yeah, it's is... probably, she, she is a bit rough, so it could be. Yeah. Let's hope she doesn't listen to this. Eh? Yeah, of course she will. Oh, you don't mind then? You're not going to get anything no, from no, no, Christmas? No, she's lived, she lives in Swansea, I'm not going. Oh. She probably knows if it is anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, when you said rough as arseholes, were you referring to the area or, or your sister-in-law? Oh, good <laughs> lord. <laughs> oh, good. oh, good lord. No, 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 stop clarifying. this immediately. Just stop this. Thank you very much for joining us, Luke. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you uh, once again. Uh, best of luck for the rest of the season, apart from the 30th of December. Obviously, uh, we, we'd quite like to win that one. But it's been lovely to speaking to you. Thank you very much for coming on Do Not Scratch Your Eyes. Thank you very much for having me. It's been a good chat. And yeah, looking forward to the game. Hopefully, my prediction is very wrong. And uh, <laughs> other than that, I have a good rest of the season afterwards, after hopefully we can do the double in it. But Let's oh, see. the double god! Oh, yeah. Don't yeah. say that, Luke. Top man. Well yeah. done, mate. Thanks, Luke. Well Cheers. And Cheers. Came, came, came back from three 0 down against Luton. Ooh. Maybe we can well, do that again, and that'll be a good game for, for us all to watch. Yes. Yeah, it would be. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.